0: To the Lord of oh the earth, let him sing. All of my days I wanna praise. Everybody needs your love.
1: Good morning, church. Great to be online with you this morning. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in and uh, giving up your time this morning. I know it can feel a bit uh, laborious, kind of another thing online, another screen to be looking at. But let me just remind you, uh, we're church and we're gathering this morning and we're gathering in the ways and means that we can uh, with others around our town, uh, with other churches across the nation, uh, across the nations that gather together in the ways that we can uh, to be able to lift up God's name. So, I want to remind you this morning that's what we're doing that's why we're here Uh, we're here to lift up God's name so thank you for being online with us this morning we've got a great morning Uh, we've got a guest speaker who's becoming a bit of a regular for our church we love him being with us Uh, Dr Keith Warrington is going to share a message this morning Uh, I want to encourage you please make use of the chat facility Uh, we've got a a text chat alongside this um, service this morning so if you've got some public prayer requests or anything you want to share just say hello use that chat for any private prayer requests you can just hit the prayer request button and we'll get an email through to us right here right now and we can pray for you uh, privately for anything you want uh, prayer for this morning Uh, we've got some kids worship coming up before all of that Alan's just going to lead us in a time of worship Uh, so let me just read some scripture Uh, I I was I've been reading Isaiah and some of the prophets that that speak in during that time of exile for the people of God when they've been taken out of their homeland and sent into exile and they feel like maybe God's forgotten them and they're lost in this world that doesn't feel normal Uh, and I was just reading something of the character of God in the midst of that when he reminds them in Isaiah 41 verse 13 he says for I am the Lord your God who holds your right hand who says to you do not fear I will help you I just want to remind you this morning whatever your eyes have been on this week let's fix our eyes on him the author the finisher of our faith Jesus Christ the king of kings who is the one who says to us, I've got hold of you. No matter what you're going through, I've got hold of you. Do not fear. And so church, I want to encourage you this morning. That is the God that we worship. That's the God we're going to sing to. So Father God, as we lift our voice, uh, we, we declare the truth of who you are this morning, that you are God and you are faithful and you are loving. And so we fix our eyes on you, the truth of who you are not what our circumstances suggest, but who you actually are. Help us to see you this morning. As you are, as we lift up your name, we declare the truth of who you are. Let it resonate in our hearts. So Holy Spirit, we invite you this morning. Come and present yourself in every life that is on this call. Those that are watching later on demand, Lord, will you just come by the power of your spirit? There is nothing your spirit cannot do. It is not limited by the medium that we're using. So, Lord, will you flow into each household, each life, as we declare who you are and we worship you now in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Thanks, Amen. Alan. Amen, John. Hello,
3: everyone. Hope you're all doing okay this morning. Hope you're all snugly and warm wherever you are.
2: i Up. Stir us from our sleep. Selfless faith, I see. in the highest we welcome you Lord Jesus in our midst wherever we're worshiping you this morning you are here come take your place come stir us come here, my eyes to the things unseen show me how to love like you have loved me break my heart for what breaks yours everything i am for your kingdom's cause as I walk from earth into eternity heal our hearts this morning make us clean open up our eyes we want to see you Jesus oh, Hosanna Hosanna in the highest You King of Kings Hosanna 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 in the highest Hosanna Jesus Hosanna 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 in the highest glory to you, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna.
1: we cry out Hosanna that you alone are God and you alone can save us that's what Hosanna means it means save us rescue us God Uh, and we declare that this morning Uh, and we're going to carry on our worship right now as we're going to sing a kids song a family song together so get up this is definitely a marching song it's uh, you are the king of me and so let's march to this uh, song and have some fun right now
0: My God's the king of me. Have you heard the story about my friend King Dave? Wouldn't let the giant stand in his way. He said, Hand me my sling, cause he's not that tall. My God is bigger, and I watch him fall. My God's the king of the giants. My God's the king of the lions. My God's the king of the creatures of the deep. My God's the King of Me. Have you heard the one about this guy called down Yes, he was a mighty, holy, praying man. They said throw him to the den of the scary beasts, but God saved a hero from the lion's teeth. Yeah, my God's the King of the. Giants, my God's the king of the lions, my God's the king of the creatures of the deep, my God's the king of me. This is more than history. Same for me, like Jonah and the whale at sea. When I'm lost and afraid, all alone in the dark, you're with me. Oh, you with me. My gosh, the king of the giants. My grand- of me
4: Join us this October 31st for the biggest, the loudest, and to be honest, the most epic live Christian kids show on planet Earth, The All-Stars Go Big Show. We will be broadcasting live from the UK with our hosts Pete and Joanna, plus funny Man Dan live in the studio with special appearances and music from Yancey, Jumpstart 3, Seeds Family Worship, Virtual Sunday School, Esther Marino, Johnny Rogers, David and Becky Wakeley, Douglas, Fred Versalo, the lads, Dan Warlow, and many more, and a brand new Micah's Super Vlog episode. If your church, club, or school can't meet for a light party or an event this year, don't worry. Come along and join in with the All Stars Go Big Show live on Saturday, the thirty-first of October. And best of all, it's completely free. That's right. You can watch the live show on AllStarsGo.com and on the free All Stars Kids Club app, which is available in all app stores. So stick it in your diary and be part of the biggest live Christian kids TV show ever. 6 p.m. UK time on Saturday the 31st of October. For loads more details, visit AllStarsKidsClub.com. I just wanted to say a big
1: thank you to all of those who gave uh, during this past week to our food bank I know even in these moments it can be challenging uh, and so I think our generosity really shows a heart for God and our heart for who he cares about because there's going to be some real people in need that, that need some food this this uh, winter and so thank you so much that's going to get dropped off at the food bank uh, this week and I know it's going to make such an impact um, just to let you know that next week we're not going to have a live stream service so on the last sunday of the month we we try to make it a lot more personal uh, and we're going to gather on zoom together at the at uh, this time next week so that at 10 30 uh, we'll send out all the details for the links of that the password you can email uh, admin at occ-stratford.org.uk uh, for all of the login details for that um, and we'll pass those on to you whether you would call yourself a regular member of our church or not please you're welcome to come on if you've got a testimony to share you can email that same email address or speak to your connect group coordinators we'd love to hear any testimonies enjoy that together and we're also going to share with you some plans we've got um, just for this next short season about what regathering looks like for us it's not a long-term plan uh, things as you know are up in the air but we think it's just important that we're able to get some people physically back together in a safe way during these winter months so we're going to show uh, how we're going to try and make that possible uh, for the next couple of months um because we're not allowed to meet in homes all those kind of things so how we're able to do something over these next couple of months just to facilitate that so we'll share that with you next week um and uh, also um just to, to say i want to thank you for your generosity during this season uh, with the food bank yes but also with your finances uh, being able to give into the church uh, financially so thank you for that and we've got an opportunity now alan's just going to lead us in a short song Uh, if you're able to give there'll be a link Uh, if not you can go to occ-stratford.org.uk forward slash give and you can give there uh, for us to be able to help increasing numbers of people through this next season but also carry on doing the work we're doing as a church so thank you for your generosity Alan will you just lead us in this song while we while we respond that'd be fantastic
2: It. I don't deserve it. Still you give yourself away. And all the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Whoa. So so good to me I felt no earth you take it off of me you have been so so kind to me and oh, the overwhelming never ending reckless love of God Oh it chases me Fight still. I'm found. Leaves the 99. I couldn't turn it. I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away. Holy, oh, overwhelming. you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. So all you won't kick down, lie you won't turn, down, coming after me. Oh, shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. I don't deserve it. Still you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God.
1: we thank you for your love the expression of your love in that you gave yourself you gave yourself for our sake you poured yourself out humbling yourself taking on the form of man and being obedient to death on a cross and that, lord your love is one that seeks out the one you find the one Lord, we're reminded of those parables where you leave the 99 sheep and you go after the one. Lord, we thank you that for each one of us, we are the one that you have sought out. We're so thankful for your love. And I pray that as we gather around your word now, your love would just saturate our hearts. Lord, not just for our sake, but Lord, that it would change us and make us more like you and have a heart for those that your heart is for, that we would seek out those ones as well in our life. So God, will you just bless us now uh, as, we, as we gather around your word and bless Keith as he shares with us. We thank you for his ministry and Lord, we ask that you would just pour into him as he pours into us uh, and that Lord, we would change in, in all of that. We'd see your kingdom come and your will be done. So
3: Lord, just bless us now as we gather around your word. Amen. Hello, my name is Keith Warrington and today we're going to explore the true story of a blind man meets Jesus. And you can guess what Jesus is going to do for him, and he does. The blind man gets to see. But that's not why the story is told by John, and only by John in his Gospel. The reason he tells it is, well, let's first revisit the event. I wonder if you've had a tough week, If so, you'll sympathize with Jesus because the people have just tried to kill him in the temple, in Jerusalem, just after breakfast, just after he's been teaching them. They were going to stone him to death. Now, let me tell you the normal pattern for stoning someone in the first century. Jesus would have been laid on his stomach and the first stone would have been dropped from twice his height. And if that didn't kill him, he would have been turned over, and another stone would have been dropped onto his heart. And if that didn't kill him, then everybody there would hurl a volley of stones at him until he was dead. If I had been Jesus, I'd have been a bit shaken. Time for a quick getaway to a safe house, you'd think. But not for Jesus, because he'd seen a blind man. Now, Jesus could have been forgiven for walking by. After all, the blind man hadn't seen Jesus, and he didn't ask Jesus to heal him. In fact, nobody did. And if Jesus had wanted to heal him, well, he could have healed him when things had quietened down but not Jesus. You see, Jesus had plans for this blind man that went far beyond healing him of his blindness. And those plans included you and they included me. And John wanted us to know about them. So let's read the story from the Gospel of John, chapter 9, verse 1. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus answered, it wasn't that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day, because night is coming when no one could work. As long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. And having said these things, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva. And then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. So who is he? this blind man. He's not named. Apparently, he's not that important. He's just a blind man. Nothing more needs to be said to characterize his status in life. He's blind. And blindness was one of the most devastating diseases in the ancient world. The rabbis in the first century concluded that a blind man was as good as dead. You see, To heal blindness was assumed to be as difficult as raising someone from the dead. Indeed, there's no example of blindness being healed at all in the Old Testament. The blind man, nor anybody else, was expecting a miracle. It was too difficult. Not even God had healed a blind man in the past. But it was worse. Because blind people were helpless, dependent on others, marginalized, miserable. And in a culture of honor and shame, it indicated the most dishonorable state. They were on their own. No one brings this man to Jesus. He has no hope for any future other than to be a beggar. Blindness, the ultimate disaster. But there was something else, even more pernicious, about being blind. You see, the Jews believed that blindness was a punishment for personal sin. Did you see that when Jesus met this blind man, blind from birth, his disciples asked him, whose sin has caused the blindness? Someone must have sinned. Had the blind man sinned before he was born? Or was it the fault of his parents? He was blind from birth, and John mentions this six times as if to make the point. This was a man who didn't deserve to be restored. So people would have thought, because to be blind meant that he'd sinned. There was no other option. That's why blind people couldn't serve in the temple. They couldn't be priests. Blindness was listed first in a list of physical ailments that precluded someone from functioning as a priest. Even blind animals weren't to be offered as sacrifices to God. Some religious leaders even said that blind people shouldn't be allowed into Jerusalem for fear that they would contaminate the city. Oh, yes. There was something deeply marginalizing about being blind in the Jewish world. It appeared that even God himself was uncomfortable about being with blind people. No wonder that the blind man doesn't ask Jesus for help. Why would he? But Jesus chooses to heal him anyway. And that tells me something about Jesus that's very special. And it's this. Jesus doesn't have to be asked to do something good for us before it happens, because he's more interested in doing us good than we can imagine. But then why does Jesus heal the man in such a strange way? Putting earth and spittle on the man's eyes and telling him to go to a pool about a mile away and to wash it off, why? Is that the way to heal blindness? No. So why? Well, remember, this is not just a story about healing. Something else is more important, and we need to ask questions of the text to find what it is. So let's consider the facts. Number one, Jesus does not immediately heal the man. He takes his time and mixes spittle and earth to produce clay, and the people watch, and they wonder why, while the man who can't even see what Jesus is doing just waits and wonders. Why not just heal him, Jesus? And then secondly, Jesus covers the man's eyes with clay. And John mentions this three times, earth, that he's mixed with his own spittle. Why? Jesus has never done this before or after. The man couldn't see before, and now he definitely can't see. He is, as it were, doubly blind. Why not just heal him, Jesus? Why slow the process down? Is it a reminder of how God created Adam from dust, as if to hint at the fact that Jesus is doing a God thing? Maybe. At the same time, spittle was associated with healing in that culture. And perhaps Jesus is letting the watchers know that something therapeutic is going to happen to the men. Maybe. No. There's something more important at stake here, and it has to do with obedience. Do you remember Jesus' first words to the man? Go and wash in the pool of Siloam a name which John records means sent. Now, interestingly, in Isaiah chapter 8, the Jewish people then refused to obey God at the waters of Siloam. What will this blind man do? And interestingly, despite what Jesus has done to his eyes, the man obeys Jesus, and John mentions this fact twice. He obeyed without any hesitation or expectation that he'd achieve anything more than the washing of mud from his blind eyes. But in obeying Jesus, he got more than he anticipated. And that's the point. Obedience is good for us. Obeying Jesus is what is central to this story. At the start of the story, Jesus is identified as being sent by God, and he obeys. And now Jesus sends a blind man, and he passes the test of obedience as a would-be disciple because he obeys. But why did he obey Jesus? He couldn't even see him. Ah, well, he's going to learn that this is someone who has supreme authority and therefore is worthy of obedience. And this superlative authority of Jesus is demonstrated throughout the story, even before the healing. First, you remember that Jesus meets the man near the temple. But proximity to this sacred place has not affected restoration. It's proximity to Jesus that matters. And you'll also note that John tells us that this took place on the Sabbath. Jesus made clay and placed it on the man's eyes as a result of which the Pharisees concluded he's broken Sabbath rules by working. And the message is Jesus can do what he likes on the Sabbath because he's in charge of the Sabbath. And then, funnily enough, he implicates the man in breaking Sabbath law also by encouraging him to walk to the pool of Siloam and wash himself. Again, work as viewed by the religious leaders. And the lesson is again emphasized that Jesus can do whatever he wants, whatever the day of the week, because he is in charge. Now, on top of that... The blind man gets healed, demonstrating an authority never witnessed before. You see, Jewish leaders forbade any therapy being offered on the Sabbath as they viewed that as work. But Jesus healed him anyway. No one had done that before, not even God. Ah, but there's more. You see, Isaiah chapter 10 verse 17 refers to God as the light of Israel. But here, Jesus describes himself not as the light of Israel only, but as the light of the world. The supreme authority of Jesus is clear for all to see, and it's the authority of Jesus that's emphasized after the healing also. You see, the healing itself is described in just seven verses, but the following 30 verses trace the journey of discovery of the blind man concerning Jesus. John starts by revealing that the man doesn't request healing. In fact, he has no idea of who Jesus is, but he's learning. And John wants us to trace that journey. So first, he affirms that Jesus is a man, but worthy of his obedience. Three times, John mentions that fact. And then the man identifies Jesus as his healer twice. Then he refers to him as a prophet and as someone who is worthy of being followed. And then he identifies him as the unique healer of blindness and as someone to whom God listens. And then it begets humorous because he reprimands the religious leaders for not knowing who Jesus was. And he corrects their theology about God, him, a blind man. And then he says that Jesus is someone who sent from God with authority. And humorously, he assumes that their questions must indicate that they want to become his disciples as well. (laughs) Well, that's when they throw him out. And it's at that point that John tells us that Jesus found the healed man who had been cast out by the religious establishment. Earlier, John tells us that Jesus found Philip and requested that he follow him. And in chapter 11, Jesus finds Lazarus, who, although dead, receives new life. And now here, the blind man who has been healed is found by Jesus and he's offered the opportunity to begin a relationship with him. You see, Jesus likes to find people, just like he's found you. And then finally, the man identifies Jesus as the son of man. It's another word for Messiah. And he refers to Jesus as Lord and one who is worthy of his trust and his worship. The man has reached the climax of his perception as to the identity of Jesus. what's interesting is that Jesus does not commission him to another task or even call him to be a follower. And he's done that before with others. It's as if this man has achieved the highest calling possible. He's worshipping Jesus. The purpose of the story has been achieved. The objective has been reached. Jesus is worthy of worship. The man needs do no more. This is the one we are called to obey, the one who deserves our obedience because he's God. And then John provides one final lesson that relates to this central issue of obedience. He records that while Jesus makes the clay and place it on the man's eyes, he asserts we must work the works of him who sent me. Who's the we who works with Jesus? Is it the disciples? It Can't be the man, surely. What did the man do to help Jesus? What did he do to enable Jesus to do what he wanted to do? All he did was obey. Jesus did the rest. Ah, but that's the point. When we obey Jesus, we're not just doing what we should do because he's God. When we obey him, we partner him in achieving his plans. Jesus, who has supreme authority and a blind man who can't even see where he's going, but together they achieve a miracle. Oh yes, Jesus is worthy of our obedience because of who he is, because of what he's done for us. But on top of that, Jesus says, let's see what happens when you obey me and when I do the rest. New life will start. Fresh opportunities will be developed. New prospects, changes in situations, fresh light will dawn. Whoever you are, blind, confused, hopeless, Contented, relaxed, perfectly fine. Whoever we are, Jesus can make a difference in our lives, but he chooses to do it by using the little we have to offer, our obedience. And as a result, he enables us to be partners with him. He's remarkable. A transformer of lives, but also a gentle God who prefers to walk with us and partner with us to fulfill his plans with us helping him rather than do it all on his own. Remarkable. Let me pray. Thank you, Lord, that you healed this man, but also with us in mind. Help us to learn from his example and to see obedience as not an inconvenient imposition, but as an opportunity to honor you as our God who deserves it. And on top of that, you're even so kind that you use our obedience to bring about change in our community. Thank you so much. Amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed our time in John. Keep exploring these stories and slow down and ask questions of the text as you read, and you'll be surprised what you discover. And check out our website at Word and Spirit for free resources that will help you on your journey of encountering God through the Bible.
2: Father's love for us How vast beyond all measure That He should give His only Son To make a wretch His treasure How great the pain of searing love The Father turns His face away, As wounds which Mother Chosen One bring many sons to glory. i
1: Wow, God, we are in awe of who you are. And we thank you that you could do this without us, but yet you choose to work in us and through us to see your kingdom come. Lord, I, I pray, may this week give us an opportunity not just to experience you for ourselves, God but also to partner with you to see your kingdom come. Spirit, will you fill us up right now? For those that need to have the assurance that they are loved, that they are accepted, that they're forgiven because of who you are, not because of who they are, but because of who you are, that yet whilst we're sinners, Christ, you died for us. For those that need that assurance right now, Spirit of God, will you just put that over them, wash them with your love? invite you, Spirit of God, just to meet us right where we are. But Lord, don't stop there. Let it be for the sake of your kingdom. Let us boast in you that whatever happens this week, let us see that it's an opportunity in the highs and the lows, the ups, the downs, whatever happens. It's an opportunity for us to see how you're working, God, and to step into that and bring your spirit, bring your grace, your love, your faithfulness, your mercy to those that need you this week. So open our eyes to see you. We started this time together singing, Be Thou My Vision. We end it right now saying, God, will you be our vision for whatever happens this week? In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Church I want to thank you for being online this morning I I think faithfulness during this season is so significant and just being there for each other and to gather together and to declare who he is so if you're watching live right now or on demand this week thank you for for coming together and lifting up his name and and seeking God together through his word and seeking to live for him Uh, so be encouraged church Uh, you're an amazing group of people Uh, And so don't forget next week we're not having a live stream service Um, please contact your connect group coordinators email admin at OC c stratfordorguk to be able to get all of the login details for our Zoom call where we're hoping to be able to share with you some plans we've got uh, for regathering uh, over the next couple of months just during these winter months Uh, and so please this week uh, know that whatever happens there's an opportunity for God to partner with us to see his kingdom come and I'm praying that God would bless you in all that happens
3: uh, and you would see him and everybody said amen.